0: If you would turn with me to Psalm 23, you will find these words in the Bible. And it reads like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Yeah. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Y'all, young, young people, stand up, please. We're reading the word of God you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever amen let us pray heavenly father let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight Oh God my strength and my redeemer It's in Christ's name we pray Amen. Amen. Amen I want to talk from this subject A hope without fear A hope Without Fear Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not It is Everybody Knows that we are living in a Time of deep Concern and even fear fear is not all bad but fear that wars against our confidence in God that's bad the fear that causes you to dodge an oncoming car is not bad that's a good fear the fear that causes you to live within your budget that's not bad Yet there are fears that stress our health yes. and kill us prematurely. For instance, the, pre- the, the fear of disapproval by people can make us blame and even disobedient to God. When fear wars against our confidence in God, then fear is destructive to living. Mm-hmm. Current fears... The current fears in this room and people who are listening uh, that we experience include the fear of disapproval, the fear of inadequacy, the fear of unemployment, the fear of future terrorist attacks, the fear of biochemical warfare, the fear of certain illnesses, the fear of death, and currently, the fear of contacting this coronavirus. That's our fears. These objects of fear are not a present reality for many of us. But for those who are experiencing these realities, your fears and responses to your fears may create more problems than your realities. Sometimes we we fear and it's not justified. And sometimes we fear, and it is justified. But if we are feared and we are not put with confidence in God, it can cause an unhealthy fear. Fear is like a fire alarm. Fear signals us of danger and calls our mind and body to respond for survival. Unfortunately, many people's alarm and their responses to the alarm have been set incorrectly over the years. Some parents program their children with repeated lies such as if you don't get A's on your report card, you'll be a failure in life. And we know that's not true. If you get bad grades, it just means that it's gonna take you longer to get where you gotta go. But it don't mean that you will be a failure in life. If that's the case, a whole lot of us will be messed up. Even, you know, telling our children, and I know we don't want our children to get pregnant before they get married and so forth, you understand. But if you tell them that if they get pregnant, they're gonna, their life's gonna be ruined, well, you, well, you're not telling the truth. And I tell young people, yes, you, if you do that, that, that's gonna cause you to have to have extra time that you gotta take out to get where you gotta go. It's just gonna make life a little bit more difficult. But it doesn't mean that you can't succeed. But we produce perfectionist adults who are afraid of ever failing. We produce people that so people won't even take a chance because they're afraid to fail. And others have grown up with models of cowardice. Their constant self-protection leads them to live to lives of dishonesty. Painful childhood experiences programmed many to fear things that adults need to no longer fear. Sexually abused children have problems with intimacy as adults. And distorted concepts of God produce fear in people. Many want nothing to do with God. Others have relationships with God that are characterized by guilt and shame. But to reprogram our fears and our responses to the fear... In order for fear to be of help rather than to be destructive in our lives, we need to plug into God's power. To be loved in order to love. And to exercise self-control. Some people deal with fear by pretending not to be afraid. They fake confidence. But instead of exuding confidence, they exude arrogance and insensitivity. Others deal with fear by denying the existence of the object that they fear. They don't go to the doctor because they might find out they have a serious illness. So you don't go to the doctor. Because you say, I don't get sick until I see the doctor. (laughs) All of a sudden, I get sick after I see the doctor. (laughs) Still others deal with fear or the object of their fear by calling on their dead ancestors. The Bible tells us in Luke 16 that our dead ancestors cannot help the living. The Bible offers life-transforming and lasting solution for moving from fear to confidence. This psalm is a favorite, especially when one brought uh, to the fact that you know, that all of us are going to die. I mean, you, you may as well admit it. All of us, and all of us in some sense also face fears. You know, my fear may not be your fear, but all of us have some, there's some things that, uh, that challenges us. And it describes in his poetic terms the peace and confidence which David has in the face of adversity and opposition from enemies and even death. There's another passage that that, that not nearly as familiar, which informs us that David's sense of peace and security is not natural, but supernatural. In other words, uh, having peace and confidence in a real sense is not something that comes to us naturally. We got to have some help to get this peace and this confidence in God. Consider these words from the New Testament book of Hebrews. Look what it says in Hebrews 2, verse 14. Since then the children share in flesh and blood. He himself likewise also partook of the same that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And might deliver those who through fear of death were subject to slavery. All our lives, this passage puts Psalm 23 in perspective. It tells us that death normally produces fear and not faith. Anytime you are facing a, 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 a difficult issue, sometimes it don't produce faith. Fear shows up first, and sometimes our fear speaks louder than our faith. It tells us that fear of death hinders and haunts all men all their lives. But David did not fear. He did not fear what his enemies would do to him. He did not fear death. His fear was replaced by faith. And as we come to the reality of this virus, we come knowing too that, that maybe if we don't get the virus, all of us are going to face some sickness and some illness. Yes. That, that's just life. That's something you got to go through if you live it, and that's why. That's why it, it, it sort of it sort of makes me grieve when I hear the faith preachers talk about that you don't. If you've got faith, you shouldn't even get sick. That don't even make sense, you know. It, it, and I heard. I, I saw the other day where the, where there was a faith healer. He was having a faith revival. A healing revival. He canceled it because of the revival. Because of the, ca- because of the, <laughs> he canceled his healing service because of the coronavirus. <laughs> are y'all with me today? So, so you know, sometimes people don't even believe their own press. You know, if we are honest with ourselves, some must admit that facing. This virus today, or even death, is a fearful experience. And just as Hebrews informs us, others can truly identify with David and the peace and the security which he knew and cherished. In his epistle to the Thessalonians, Paul described these two contrasting responses to death in these words. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4.13. He says... But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. Paul expects Christians to view these things differently than everybody else. Christians, he tells us, We will grieve. We will go through some stuff. We will have some sickness. We will have some challenges. But we got some hope. that on the other hand, God going to bring us through. Yeah, God going to bring us through. So my privilege on this occasion is to share with you how you can be concerned, but do it with hope. My joy and delight is to share with you how you can exchange the fear of illness for the faith of David. In this next few moments, I want to offer you the hope which David experienced, and which he expressed in Psalm 23. The source of this hope can be found in the text of the passage which you heard today. So let me make a few comments about hope, and then I'm going to talk about how we can get this hope. That's without fear. Uh, First of all, what is hope? Hope is trusting in the good outcome, even while you yet don't see it. Hope is trusting in the good outcome, even while you yet don't see it. So how do we get this hope without fear? David gives us three things here in the text. First of all, David had hope without fear because God is his shepherd. There we go. Verse one, of the text says, The Lord is. David does not argue about the fact that God exists, he simply begins by stating that God is. God is approachable, God is available, and God is accessible. God is approachable because we can come to him just as we are. You don't have to change who you are to come before God. Because Jesus has already done all the work for us. He's available because he's always there. Always there. You don't have to worry about God returning an email. Or the phone busy or anything like that, God is always available. All it takes for you to do is not email, but knee mail. <laughs> it takes knee an mail. And you can get there. And he's accessible because unlike others, we don't have to wait for a busy signal or leave a message. Yes. Verse 1b, the text says, he's my shepherd. David describes himself as a sheep and the Lord as his shepherd. David could rejoice because the Lord, his shepherd, was with him. From God being his shepherd, he infers that he shall not want anything that is good for him. He can boldly say, I shall not want, but I shall be supplied with everything I need. Because God is my shepherd. Yes, yes. There was a time when David himself was a shepherd. And he knew by experiences the the cares and tender affections of a good shepherd towards his flock. He remembered what need need they had had of a shepherd. And he once ventured his life to rescue a lamb. It is with this faith that we have have been concerned today. But we will, will listen to the church. David is confident. Because first of all, God is a shepherd. Listen, when you got God on your side, how can you lose? If God is on your team and you're on God's team, how in the world can you lose? You can't lose. God is his shepherd. Not my car, not my house, not my job, but God is my shepherd. God is the one who guides me. God is the one who cares for me. So David's first hope was that without fear, he had this hope without fear because God is his shepherd. Anybody know God as be their shepherd? Anybody got God as their shepherd? Yes, God is our shepherd. And when God is your shepherd, you don't have no lack in you. But you shouldn't have any lack. Because you trusted in God who can do something you can't do. So every time you feel like you can't make it, you're to put your trust in God. That's why we sing that song, I Will Trust in the Lord. Because there are some things we can't handle. Church, we are at a place right now where we can't handle the virus. The United States of America is the, is the, is the world's superpower. We got guns and bombs. I was looking at this show today. They were talking about the uh, Nagasaki, Nag- Nagasaki and Hiroshima. That first atomic bomb, that church, listen to me. The Japanese took full 400, 500 planes to bomb Pearl Harbor. They killed 3,000 people. United States sent one plane over to Japan, dropped one bomb, and it killed 70,000 people. And then three days later, they dropped another bomb on Nagasaki and killed another 90,000 people. Two bombs, two planes we the toughest nation in the world. We got bombs that'll kill everybody in, the, in this world. And yet, we can't fight a little virus that nobody knows anything about. Where's your military? Where's your bombs? That can stop that. We got to put our trust in God. That's why David said. The Lord is my shepherd. If we're going to be real. We better make God our shepherd. Second David had hope without fear. Because his God is present with him. Look at verse 4. The text says. Even though I walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff. They come me. From his performing the office of a good shepherd, he understood that he need not fear any evil in the greatest dangers and difficulties he could be in. He need not fear the supposition of evil, nor the shadow of a serpent will not sting, or the shadow of a sword will not kill. It is in the valley of the shadow of death It is when you are facing your deepest and darkest and dirtiest valley that God comes alongside of you to remind you that even while you're going through, I'm there with
1: you.
0: Oh, I wish I had. Look, I don't care how evil it is. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if it come to kill you. The writer here tells us that God is with us in the valley. So while we're going through this testing of virus and fear, I want you to know that God is still with us. Sometimes it may not seem like God is with us. Sometimes you may get an ache and a pain. But I'm telling you that God is still with us. And look why the writer says he's at ease. He says he's at ease because his rod and his staff comforts him. That is, his word and his spirit shall comfort him. His rod and staff were alluding to the shepherd's rod that the sheep went under. But the rod also was to fight off those dogs and those wolves and those things that come to attack the sheep. God is standing around with the, with the rod, making sure that the, that the, that the sheep are protected. Are y'all with me today? Yes. God is with us while we're going through, because he got that rod. And then the Bible says he got the staff. But that staff had a hook on it. And that hook was to reach out and grab that sheep when they got too far away and pull them back. Are Y'all with me today? Yes. 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 The rod and the staff. You know, every now and then we stray away. We get a little bit too much fearful that something's going to happen. And, and it may, I don't, I'm not telling you that it's not going to happen. I'm telling you that even if it does, God got a way of snatching us back. Come on, yeah. Yeah. God has a way of bringing us back, even while we're going through. And I want you to know that everything is trying to attack the church. And I'm not saying this is one of them. Because I know they got people out there calling you a lie, the devil is a lie. You know, we're going to have church and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not calling, I'm not saying this is the devil or anything. All I'm saying is this is a reality that we got to go through.
1: This
0: is a reality that we got to go through. And if you want to be honest about the matter, God is trying to teach us something. And hopefully, He's trying to teach that guy in the White House. That he's not in charge. You may get through impeachment. And mull, But you're not going to get through this. Without acknowledging who I am. See that's what happened to Pharaoh. Pharaoh got to be too big for his pants. Thought that he was God. And God said. Here's what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. I'm going to harden his heart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it difficult for him. But I'm gonna get to a place where Pharaoh can't deny who I am. And on that tenth plague, Pharaoh could justify all the other plagues. He could, he could, he could deal could, 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 He could tell you that because you get bugs, bugs cause frogs, and frogs cause the death, and all this, and, and, the, and the water turns red. He, he could justify all that kind of stuff biologically. But when it came to killing the firstborn child, not the secondborn, not the thirdborn, but the firstborn child, all over Egypt, Pharaoh said, look, God's not going to go and and pray for me also. (laughs) Pray for me too. Because you got a God that's able. You got a God that's powerful. You got a God that I got to recognize. What David discovered is that God is with him. It's present with him while we are going through God is present with us. And third, David had, not only did David had a hope without fear that God was his shepherd, and that because God is present with him, he also discovered and did not have fear. Because he recognized that God is to prepare for him in life, in death, and throughout eternity. Look at verses 5 and 6. The text says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. From the gifts of God's bounty to him now in the psalmist infers that God is constantly with him. Perpetually, God gives him his mercy. And God has always provided for all things. David said, God provided for me while I was fighting the lions and the bears. Because God knew about the giant and the king. David, God provided for David at all the times of his life. And the song his hope rises and his faith is strengthened by knowing that two angels were following him. Goodness and mercy. Isn't that a good thing? That all of us got two angels with us? At least two. You got goodness on the right hand and got mercy on the other hand. I believe it, it was goodness and mercy that followed this saint of God. And when the angels left, yes, you know, God is able. And, and here's what David is saying. We can now see that the ultimate good shepherd, that is Jesus, became a sheep just like David. And that is the faith that David was writing in Psalm 23. Death is the penalty for to sin. But we are all sinners, the Bible tells us, worthy of death. But the good shepherd became a sheep and he took on human flesh and lived among men. The Lord Jesus Christ then died for our sins and suffered the penalty, our penalty of death. God raised him from the dead and all those who trust in him ought to lose their fear of death and find faith. Find some peace and security that David had because Jesus did the work for us. Mm-hmm. Now I know that we gotta go through, I know that we got some fears. And let me tell you, fear is real. Oh, yes. Fear is real when you gotta go through surgery, when you gotta face some unknown yes. encounters. Yes. And, and, and nobody wants to get this virus because nobody knows how this thing's gonna hurt. I don't know what's it's going to give me a headache, a sore throat, or, or make me not able to breathe. I don't know what it's going to do. But the reality is, I don't want to go through it. I don't think nobody else wants to do it. You know. But the, here's the good news. That even if we have to face it, we got a God who's with us today, tomorrow, and forever. We got a God that's with us in life, with us in sickness, And even in death. We got a God who's with us. That's the good news today church. And that's what I want you to take with you: That we got a hope. That's without fear. Give God some praise. Amen. 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 I hope. This message. When I was getting ready to write, I, I, the Lord didn't put anything on my heart. And usually, if I don't have anything on my heart by Thursday, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Friday came by, and there was still nothing. And I had to go do dialysis, and I did get off my dialysis early to come to this funeral. And then, uh, but thank God that we had some help. Brother Brian and Brother Tyrone, they had it in their hands. I didn't need to come. But they did. And I wasn't strong enough, and I, they told me to go home. They would lock up and do all that stuff. And I said, Well, God, you didn't you gave us some trustees that's able. And Brother Washington would have been here, but he had to, you know, he had to stand up this FEMA stuff for this um, emergency, national emergency that the president called for. So he's in charge of all of that, one of the people in charge. So I had to go home and I told my wife, I said, well, I'm going downstairs in the basement and I'm going to sit there at that screen until the Lord give me something. And the Lord gave me something but then I looked at it and I said that ain't, that ain't what I need to talk about today. <laughs> it, it was something that, uh, that was really not about what we're doing what we're dealing with. And I, and I thought about my, my doctoral thesis and I talked about that we need to talk about what's in the environment what, what's going on. And as soon as I did that the Lord said there's Psalm 23. Talk about fear. and Talk about how God can overcome your fears even in the midst of trouble and times when we have legitimate fears this is not a fear that's illegitimate and the people who are not here today they are not fearful of of the devil they are concerned about what may happen and there's nothing wrong with being concerned about your health. If you don't have your health, you don't have nothing else. I don't care how much money you got, if you ain't got your health, you ain't got much. And Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He said, I didn't come for you to exist. I came that you might have life that you can live fluently. So this is a serious matter so I understand why people can't be here but I hope if they're not re- re- watching this live they can watch it on our video because I'm going to immediately go put it on our website and you can still watch it on demand so I'm hoping that somebody got something out of this message because this is what the Lord had put on my heart to talk about today Church, will you stand with us? There might be somebody here on YouTube who's heard the word. If you are in fear, and now that you have heard a word, maybe you can take this time to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe that God can change your life. And then get connected to our church. Will you bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father? I thank you tonight, today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon. And I ask, Lord, that you would come into my heart and take the fear and replace it with your confidence. That you are able to be with us. That you are able to stay with us. That you would never leave us nor forsake us. That you're able to snatch us back even when the devil thinks he got us in your sins. That you're able to stay with us, oh God. Just like David, who knew that God was with him, that God was present with him, that God exists, and that God is his shepherd. Help us, oh God, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There might be one today who's heard the word of God. You're here, we invite you to come. The door of discipleship is open. I know we all family and friends in here. So let's just come together and pray. You don't have to touch anybody's hand. You want to gather around the altar. You may come now. You can just stand. You don't have to hold hands. You just stand and that the Lord is is able. Come on, Derek. Lead us in prayer.
1: of the virus that's going through right
0: now
1: that we know you're going to get the victory yes. out of it all Lord God give us strength to endure these trials these tribulations these situations don't become the fear Lord God and replace it with faith right now Father.
0: yes yes
1: Your sunshine is still there. Yes. The one can call on you at any time. That's the same Lord, ladies and gentlemen. you one there that we can reach up and grab home at any time. Not when our emails, but when our emails work out. Yes,
0: yes. yes.
1: Praise you, We give you the honor because to be honest, it could have been worse. It could have been the other
0: way. Yes, yes.
1: Somebody didn't wake up this morning. But we thank you, Rabbi. Father, there are many that are not only going through this virus or this situation, but they're going through financial struggles. Yes, yes. They're going through health struggles on the other side. They're going through relationship struggles. They're going through just many other things that we want to also. We don't want them to think that you just live in this, 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 this virus right now, God. But that you
0: are a big God who can handle all things. Yes. yes, sir. yes sir. Give us strength. Give us strength, Lord.
1: Be with the families. See, I know that there's something great coming out of this because at this time, I know that people. that are in charge right now. The people that's needing us right now, Father. Help them, Lord God, to do the right thing. Lord God, in spite of many and everything that goes on, Lord God, we ask that. When that day comes, that you call us home, Lord God, that you will meet us and say, well done, thou we faithful, servant." Yes. Yes.
0: It's in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Let everyone say amen. 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 Give God some praise, church. He is worthy to be praised. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest through and abide with each of us until we meet again. Let the church respond. Amen. amen. Go in peace.